My friend Dave Gomez has cancer, and if you're active in the Chicago pop-punk scene, then you most likely know who I'm talking about. He's been in such bands as Superfry, Plastic Smiles, and Night Terrors, and a bunch of Chicago-area bands are coming together to help Dave cover some of the costs of his cancer treatment uh, by putting out a compilation called Gomez. And the compilation is available for pre-order right now, at DaveGomezCharityComp.BandCamp.com. And the, the comp includes Tim Rogner of Alistair, Till Morning, Guardrail, Hi-Ho, and several others. They're all covering songs by some of Dave's favorite bands. So Dave Gomez was there for us when we needed him. He came to our shows, or he has come to our shows. He comes on our podcasts. He buys our music. Now it's time for us to be there for Dave. So pre-order this incredible compilation today at davegomezbenefitcomp.bandcamp.com. Thank you. I'm going out. I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up. To Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamour. Yo, I'm Jacques Lamour. Welcome to Pop Punk and Pizza. Today we are taking a trip across the pond to Cambridgeshire, United Kingdom, to talk with a band called A Few Too Many. And it was truly an honor to talk with them earlier this month because I thoroughly believe they're getting set up to be one of the next biggest pop punk bands to come out of the UK. So uh, we sit down with Bobby, the lead vocalist, Danny, the guitarist, and Luke, the bassist, and we talk about their upcoming um, single, History, which is dropping via Lost Music Collective on March 5th. They recently just signed to Lost Music, so we dive into that as well. And how the band has evolved over the years, because they've actually been around for, I think it was 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. We'll obviously find out uh, once we dive into this. So let's get into it. I could have swore you said hookers, and and so like the the first thing that came to my mind when I when I thought I heard you say that was like oh so this is gonna be a a wild it's like this is gonna be a wild chat oh don't worry about that yeah. <laughs> I was like I mean if we're starting off talking about hookers already like yeah we just you know we just all got here yeah. God. I usually have to get with a When you find oh, out oh, I'm, you're the hooker. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, Eric didn't tell you? Uh, yeah, he he said that 
you're the you're performing for us on the Zoom Luke, call. Luke, you're taking one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for you rather than me. <laughs> oh god! Nobody needs to see me toss. <laughs> did you uh, have a chance to listen to history? I did. I did very much. And what's so funny is that. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound, this might sound terrible, but the first thing when you said history, the first band I thought of was One Direction, of course. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you're both from the same place, right? So, well, um, yeah, <laughs> essentially, and, um, or the same country. And, I was like, I wonder, like, the, I so I started singing their song in my head, but then obviously once I clicked the link, I, I knew it wasn't a cover, but <laughs> yes, I did, I did get a chance to listen to it. Yeah, I think it's probably 10,000 leagues away from... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the guitars are a little heavier, just slightly. Yeah, just just, just a tiny just bit. Just a yeah. smidge. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's it's great to meet you guys. Let, let's go around the, uh, the I, I was going to say room, but I, I don't know. I guess we're technically in a room. It's just a virtual one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let's, let's go around and everyone just introduced themselves so everyone knows, you know, kind of like what you sound like, that kind of thing. Cool stuff. Uh, so I am Danny, um, and I'm the rhythm guitarist and backup vocalist for a few too many. Go on, Luke. So I'm Luke. I play bass, and I also do some vocals as well. Uh, I'm Bobby, and I am the lead vocalist and lead entertainer of A Few Too Many. <laughs> All right. I love that, lead entertainer. That's important because um, I feel like there's a lot of front men that or front woman women um that don't understand like as a as a front person you have to entertain you have oh, to thank find god you said that <laughs> oh thank god that's the reason why i became a front man I'm, a, I'm originally a guitarist and then i was watching bands be like you know my old band just like you know, not talking to the crowd and just going, yeah, thanks. Uh, this song's called Next Song. You know, yeah. <laughs> why, why, why are you doing that? Like, have a good time. Like, you know, yes. entertain well. the audience. Have a great time. Like, you know, you're not just having a good time for like you. You give them a good time as well. They came to see you. They're out their way to see you. Make their night. Yes, exactly. Paid good money for that. Right. It, it, there's, so, there's so many reasons um, to take on that role of being the front person as also just learning how to be an entertainer just because I feel like the music, let's say like for you guys, for example, I mean, your music is awesome. It's incredible. Now that hooks the person in, but then the, the people that actually get to see you guys live, I feel like if you put on an entertaining show not just like wow they really know how to play their songs well live go the next step further and i feel like that's when you actually hook in a genuine dedicated fan at yeah, that definitely. point definitely i think a show is you know it's just that it's a show it's more than just a performance of your songs it's about like you know like 
uh, Bobby said, it's like putting on a performance uh, and entertaining your crowd. And at the end of the day, you want people to go away with memories of that night in their head. Um, and that's sticking out as like one of the highlights of their year. So that's that's the aim, really. Yeah, definitely. So, so Bobby, going back to kind of like what you were saying, you, you were originally a guitarist. Yeah, so I was originally a guitarist and, you know, the first instrument I picked up was a guitar. And then um, basically in my old bands, they realized that I could sing and just, you should be a backing singer. And I was like, no, you should be a backing singer. <laughs> Fine. And I just started doing it. And I started to become a bit more of a front man than like our singer in, in my old bands. And like I used to like, and you know introducing the band and you know getting people up and dancing and stuff and then when that all fell through i thought oh you know i've done guitar and bands for like years why don't i give like being a frontman a go and like i knew a few too many they were looking for a, a new singer so i just hit danny up and said yo do you want you want a singer <laughs> and it went from there and it was great so you know i loved right. it ever since so what's one thing that since like starting um your your venture in being a a front man what's something that you've learned to do from other front people something that you've kind of taken and put in your tool belt so to speak uh, i guess like I kind of picked up from, you know, I've, I've seen loads of bands live and I kind of pick up from a bit of everywhere. I see the good and I see the bad. And like, there are some people who are just amazing at playing the songs and then that's it. And that's fine. You know, anyone can do that. That's fine. Um, but then I, you know, look towards like Dave Grohl and I looked towards um, other people like, um, oh, I'm trying to think, I've seen um, Beartooth live and they were very, very good with like kind of getting the crowd going sort of thing, kind of like shouting at the crowd. And I realized when I saw Beartooth, it was the last band I saw before the COVID hit us and everything. Um, and he particularly doesn't have a great voice on stage. He's got a great voice on the album. He doesn't have a great, great voice on stage. But he's, he really likes to reel up a crowd. He re, I've, and I learned from watching him and watching um, uh, watching Dave Grohl because I've seen Foo Fighters several times that like it's you know just have fun with it, just play with it. Like you know, obviously get yourself like, hyped up before the stage before you go on stage. But then once you're out there, have a good time because when you have a good time, everyone else has a good time. If you're smiling on stage, they're smiling in the crowd. Right. Yeah, they're they're what what you're putting out is gonna rub off on them. Yeah. So it, it should anyway. If it doesn't, then well that's their problem. But <laughs> you know, then it's not then it comes down to it's not you, it's them. You know. So yeah. and that and that happens sometimes, right? So that's fine. That's fine. As long yeah. as you, you know, as long as you had a good time and you make sure at least one person had a good time, that's a success. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad uh, you gravitated towards being a front man because uh, your voice is incredible. Uh, it goes really well with a few too many. And <laughs> I oh, like not to discredit the uh, talent of, of Danny and Luke, though. So, Danny, are you the only original member or is is Luke an original? Because I know I've. You know, I've I've read and I've learned. You know, a few a few too many has has been around for about ten years now. Yeah, 
yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, no, sad to say, I am the uh, the only original uh, founding member now, um, and the band. Um, Luke would agree with me, but uh, is a completely different animal to how it started. Um, you know, whereas some bands start off sort of uh, you know heavier and rockier and then progress kind of to the the popier route. Uh, we've actually kind of flipped that on its head and done the complete opposite of that. I'd say that, you know, our, our first, our debut album, Lessons Learned, was quite more of the, uh, you know, of the poppy edge. And uh, the EP that we're about to drop, for example, is uh, the complete opposite of that. Um, Luke, I think you would agree with that, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I've been in the band for just over three years now. And yeah, the sounds progressed massively from what it was and i mean even back then to be fair i think at the shows and and at practice the songs were already starting to get that little bit more edge to them and sound a bit fuller and then i mean since i've joined we've had mitch come in on drums and completely change the rhythm um end of the band absolutely incredible find thankfully and then obviously bobby's come in and completely changed us vocally or whilst sort of myself and Danny have been um, sort of quietly improving in the background. <laughs> and I mean, some of, when you look at the influences we've got individually uh, throughout the entire band, I don't think it's any great surprise that we've ended up with the sound that we have now. It's really, it's, it's really incredible to hear that the band's been around for 10 years and the lineup has changed completely, and now, it, like you're, you're now starting to to see some success like shine through. Yeah. It just really goes yeah. to show that. Like, I'm trying to remember who it was that I talked to someone on the podcast in like the last three months that said they heard like if you don't make it within like that three-year window or something like that then it's never gonna happen you know um and not to say that okay you guys have made it at the big time right now or anything like that but you are seeing a consistent amount of success now just you know slowly climbing up and it took 10 years (laughs) you know yeah yeah, I mean, I think at this point, um, I mean, we've said it a couple of times now, but I mean, since Bobby joined, it's a completely new band. It's almost like we've started from scratch in a good way. And I think now we're finally starting to see um, the results of the hard work that we've put in behind the scenes um, pay off, thankfully. And it's been amazing to see you know, some of the things that people have been saying about us, been writing about us. You know, even you go back even maybe two years, and I don't think we'd have thought we'd have been in this position, um, you know, as quickly as we have been. I mean, we've always dreamed of getting somewhere with it, and we've worked towards it. But for it to happen in the timeline that it has, and the reaction that we've had has been incredible. But it, it boils down to three things, like uh, down to how we've really started to get some progression now. And, uh, you know, it's it's something that I can suggest to like, other bands and artists is the three key things you need to have is like determination, like just put the effort in, put the work in. You know, if the rest of your band's not putting the work in, kick their ass, get them to do something, get them to help out somehow. Uh, the second thing is have fun. 
Like, just be a band, have fun, be friends. Yeah, you know, these people, if you ever, if you suddenly make it, then just have fun. You know, like, you're going to be around you all the time. So, be you know, be their best friends, be, you know, be really close to them. And the third thing I can say is just, like, don't be afraid to take anything. Like, you know, not not everything, but don't be afraid to just take what you can get. If it's a little pub gig in, you know, the middle of nowhere and you're playing to a couple of people and you're playing to one man and his dog and the guy leaves, you know, like play Still to that great. dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make it the best damn show for that dog. <laughs> exactly. Dog ever had. exactly. What, what kind of dog are we talking about? What kind it'd of dog a, would it be? Like my dog would be a pug. It'd be a pug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I think pugs are probably the dog of, of pop punk, right? Why do you think I got one? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because like uh, when, when I was playing in an in a original pop punk band, my bassist was obsessed with pugs. So, you know, he's got it. Yeah. And he's got a pug, too. So, I mean, yeah, there's just something about pugs. <laughs> I don't know. What I mean, like, I mean, all pop punkers like pizza, all pop punkers love, you know, <laughs> to chill out. And that's what they like. They like pizza. and They like just to chill out. You know, it's true. It's very true. <laughs> Not drugs. <laughs> Not right. I mean, you know, there's it, it is interesting. There is a a straight edge culture in pop punk, or I guess just in the alternative scene in general. But then there's obviously the other spectrum of it. But um, yeah. But it, so going back to what what'd you say two years ago when you got this new lineup going, Danny? When when that was forming, when when Bobby was joining in and everyone else what what was your thoughts and feelings on that having been through so many member changes at that time did what did you kind of foresee did you well it's you know it, it was an incredible transition because you know at the end of the day there were quite a few times along the way that i seriously did consider completely throwing the towel in and calling it a day and saying, well, you know, this is, I, I've taken this as far as it can possibly go. And and that's, you know, and that's the end of it. But there was always something that, you know, that was calling me back. Um, and, you know, I've always loved songwriting um, and I used to do it completely in a vacuum, you know, here completely on my own, write songs completely, uh, you know, just, just by myself. Um, and, one of the major changes, um, you know, for this record and, you know, going forwards is that that's not how we do things anymore. We don't write in solitary. We, you know, like it used to be that that was the way that things were done, but now we come together and, you know, with this EP, all five of us have got together and written on it uh, for the songwriting collaboratively. And I think that is one of the major shifts in in terms of like bringing us all closer and getting the best possible material that you know this band has ever had so how does that work for a few too many how do five people that's a lot um how do you guys write songs together i was i was talking to um a member of a ska band the other day who has eight people (laughs) in their band and she was talking about how it was such a mess when it came to songwriting they actually they actually had to 
like literally assign like a writing committee like okay these two guys or these three people are the songwriters and that's it <laughs> like just because with that i mean i know you've got five but you know eight's yeah. not terribly far from five so i guess that's why i ask like the same question what, what kind of formula did you guys have to come up with first of all an eight-piece eight, eight scar band? Was it like scar slipknot or something? <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, Five Iron Frenzy. I don't know if you're familiar with Five Iron Frenzy. I have heard of them, have heard of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to their, their saxophone player, uh, Leonore, the other day. And uh, nice. she was describing to me how just much of a, a mess it was trying to write a new album when everyone was literally writing and it finally got to a point where they were just like, okay, we, we have to figure out something, some, some type of, of uh, formula, you know, to, mm. so we can move forward because they, they literally, they just released a new album and it's their first album in seven years. And it sounds like a lot of it has to do with the whole, eight yeah. people trying to write songs together yeah. so. well um i think our uh, well our song process our songwriting process especially for this upcoming ep that's coming out this year is that one of us will sit down and you know come up with something and you know be inspired somehow and write something and then they'll approach you know they'll bring that to the rest of the band in its rawest form and just show look i came up with this what do you think to this where can it be improved and then we might go back and improve it ourselves or we'll you know put it over to everyone and everyone will have a go on it i mean we're already in the process even though we have this ep done and it's like we're ready to go but we we're already thinking about the next release and you know i came up with something the other day i sent it around and then our drummer mitch came in and made it even better and that's the same situation with hayes he mitch wrote that and we all had a little crack at it and then it turned into what it is today which is really really cool that is very cool and uh it's it's awesome that you're embracing that because that's one thing i noticed uh before we sat down to to talk today i i listened to haze then i listened to someday and then i listened to history and i noticed a distinct difference between all three songs and i they're not like to, they're not like super super different from each other but they all you can tell that they're um written differently and which is yeah. good because like i I, just, I don't know i feel like sometimes when i listen to certain bands they release another single and then another one it sounds very you know very similar and there's nothing mm. wrong with that it's just sometimes it's you want i guess your ears want to be able to differentiate a little bit maybe i um, think we all have our own different influences that kind of influence the song really mm -hmm. i mean yeah. you know something might start from someone else and then it turns into a little bit more what they're into yeah. um but also it's nice to keep that kind of variancy like we have a general line to follow um but then when it comes to the songwriting we can go off that line which is really comfortable yeah, yeah. so so hayes wait did you say that was luke's that was, uh, so Mitch's. That, was, that was Mitch's. Okay. So who was the contributor, the main contributor to Someday then? That, I think, so musically started um, with myself, Mitch, and Jez. 
and we were actually demoing history at the time. Um, oh. <laughs> we were just waiting for the file to save, and Mitch is sat in the chair. We were in Jez's bedroom and just started playing the what ended up becoming the lead riff on the intro, just messing around, and me and Jez picked up on it, and I think within sort of 20 to 30 minutes, we'd written pretty much the bulk of the song musically, and it's it didn't really change until maybe a month or so before the studio when we changed the outro to what it is now and then lyrically we had i think danny had already written a chorus or at least the melody for one so then because bobby wasn't in the band at the time and it was just the four of us we then wrote lyrics to go for the song and then bobby's come in and looked at the lyrics and gone well actually i think i could could do this with it and maybe we should do that and he's put then put his take on it and then between us we've gone yep we like that maybe not that bit so much we won't do that but we'll do this instead and now it's come out with as the um version that it is now and that tends to be the same way for a lot of songs really and um for history i mean i literally went into my bathroom and hummed a melody for the for the chorus and mm. i would have never envisioned at that point that it was going to become as heavy as it is now but i wouldn't change it for the world it sounds exactly where you know i wouldn't have seen it coming but it's exactly where i'd want it to be and i guess so, as well like when we write a song if the song's mostly bulkly written one of us will kind of take the lead role as being like the quality control and like um, go through it with a toothpick and be like does it make sense is it is it pop punk you know that's a loaded question is it pop punk like you know i mean <laughs> Depending on who you ask, you know, I mean, someone could listen to Someday or even History and be like, that's not pop punk. But then I'll listen to it and I'll say, yeah, sure, that's pop punk, you know. Does it ooze pizza? Does it, <laughs> can I smell it? Can I smell that pizza yeah. sauce? <laughs> no, the, the first thing... This is this is going to sound bad, but the first thing, Danny, when you were talking about, you went into the bathroom to like, what did you say? Hum the melody of history. Yeah. Right. Were you taking a shit, and that was where the history <laughs> reference comes in? Yeah, like that's. And that's where the song title came from because your shit is history. It's going down the toilet. It's 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 done and done. Was it like was it like was it like splashing the melody? Yeah. Plop 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 plop. Oh god! No, I was literally going in to to brush my teeth before I went to bed, and then this melody popped into my head. I hummed it. I got my phone out. I got voice notes on. Recorded it. Sent it to the guys and. That was that. It's always the most inconvenient times, isn't it? Like you're going to bed or like you wake up in the middle of the night or whatever it is, or, you know, you're driving or you're at work. Or and, in Danny's uh, case, he's yeah. on the loo. Or, <laughs> or on the toilet. Wait, wait. <laughs> I hope I I hope you didn't take that as me trying to make fun of you or anything like that. That was just the first no, thing that came to my mind. We do that. 
<laughs> um, I mean, like, there's a, there's a song, there's a song on here, which is the one that I kind of I brought to the table when I joined the band. Uh-huh. And it was at a time when I was like going through a lot with like a mental depression and stuff like that. And I was like freaking, I was like crying during writing this song. And it was like, this is the weirdest song I've written. Oh, this is so weird. Why am I crying? And then I came out with it and I was like, oh, it's all right. <laughs> I'm okay now. <laughs> therapy. Yeah, it is therapy. Are you, so, Bobby, are you talking about history or are you talking about another song from the uh, upcoming EP? It, it's another song. That. It's another song. We can't give oh, okay. them any way, obviously, you know, we're on a podcast, but. Sure. Uh, you'll see it soon, you know. <laughs> Big things coming. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just Danny needing to go to the loo. <laughs> oh, I like how that's become the focal point of the uh, the Brilliant. podcast of this this episode. Just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um so so let's get let's get more into history then since that is the you know the new single um what uh where does the song come from we know where the melody comes from where does everything else come into play so i think musically um it was actually mitch and jez that bought the original riff to the table and i remember i think at the time we were saying it was very feeder buck rogers type um and yeah it kind, of, it kind of stayed as it was for probably about a year um because i mean we started writing some of these songs you know sort of two years ago and then over the last year we just when we started looking at stuff for the for the ep it was well we've got this it sounds really cool what can we do with it and um yeah the, so they the guys bought that to the table we then expanded on it we've changed a couple of bits musically and then for the lyrics again danny had the melody so it was just a case of between again the four of us at the time coming up with something and i think we actually spent some of this time writing this at mitch's if i remember correctly and then bobby's come in once the lyrics were finished and again put his take on them and i think, I think we what were it was still, we were still I, lines in the studio weren't we for one I of mean, the sections i remember when i came in to the band and i heard the song for the first time and then you showed me the lyrics i remember thinking it was like a bit generic and i was like what like this song is a bit different to everything else how can we make this song different that stands out a bit more. So some of the some of the lyrics don't rhyme. Some it some of the things don't really make much sense. But that's the whole premise of it. Like we wanted it to be a different song. And yeah, as Luke says, even up to the day we were recording it, we were doing some of the lyrics and thought, nah, that can that that we'll get rid of that. We'll put something else in. The you know the writing process goes all the way up until it's on paper or like on a computer. And then, or even in the studio. Exactly. And it, and it could even go further after the studio. And, you know, oh, I don't, you know, I don't really like that. I'll go back and we'll do something else. Yeah. You know? Well, I think we re-recorded a couple of bits, didn't we, after the studio? Um, yeah. Anyway, for it separately, because it just was, we got it to a level where it was good in the studio. And then we heard it back and went, mm, maybe not. And then we went and ended up doing some of it again. So, yeah. um, the uh, I I was talking to Danny 
a little bit uh, before we got on the Zoom call, and he was telling me about the the music video, about um, that you guys did a lot of it yourselves. So I think, well, we we have up until this point, and we still feel like we are going to be anyway. Is that obviously we're recently signed to Lost Music Collective? Yes, and congratulations, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Um, up until you know this point, and we still want to carry it on. Is we've been a very DIY band. We've been heavily involved with the community and trying to get everyone else involved. So when it came to doing a music video for history, obviously we're still in COVID times, and. We, you know, obviously anyone would love a high production value uh, video, but part of us felt like the DIY aspect of it seemed fun and seems like something we could enjoy more. Um, personally, myself, I can do video editing. I've done video editing before several times. The Hayes video was edited by me, submitted by our fans. And I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. I've got a friend who could do the, you know, recording for us. And she came down and did it for us. She gave us the footage and I just spent all Christmas editing the video. So I, I didn't actually get a chance to watch it, but um, what what's what what's the, the special part about this video? Um, I guess the special part of it is the DIY aspect. The It's a very simplistic video, but I think it kind of gets around the point of kind of going around and doing things by yourself like and we want other bands to do that because other bands might spend you know thousands of pounds on a you know recording again getting, getting everything sorted getting a producer again everyone and really if you know what you want do it yourself if you if you if you think you can do it give it a go like i you know i always said to the person to who recorded it like what you know if i can't do it then can you do it she said that's fine but uh, it was nice having that there, but you should always be not afraid to do that. I mean, the premise of it is we're just in a white infinity screen. We're just playing along with the song. That's it. But I think it's just something, you know, if you're going to be doing it yourself, like keep it simplistic. Um, if you're going to be wanting a whole storyline and everything, maybe run it past a few mates or something, or like someone who's a bit more professional first so that they can tell you if that's a good or a bad idea, you know, might come back to haunt you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. We've uh we've all been there <laughs> for sure. But no, I I I love what you're saying about the Bobby about like the DIY aspect and yeah, I mean, uh, just a lot of bands don't have they got zero zero money. You know, they don't have a budget. There's nothing. There's nothing there. Um and uh my uh, one of my more recent mottos is, you know, fuck around and find out like you know mm. i mean if you don't know how to do something and it's something you need to do and you you don't have the money to to do it well see if you can just you know learn it and but you might you're probably just gonna have to screw around with it though in order to learn it because how else are you gonna learn like that's <laughs> yeah, so amazing what you could do on an iphone these yeah, days i mean yeah. we went a little bit further than that but mm -hmm. i think um was it Charlie Simpson's just put a new video out and everything that he did for it, he filmed himself. And I think it was, yeah. it might've been just on a phone and yep. I mean, you can shoot some really high quality stuff these days. So 
if you've got the opportunity to do it, and especially with the times that we're in, uh, where it is going to be harder to get, you know, a, a videographer or a venue or um, even just someone to edit it all together after you've managed to record it. But the tools and technology are there now. You've got there's YouTube, there's all sorts of other sources, plenty of people that are willing to give advice. Take the chance. And if it yeah. goes completely wrong and it doesn't end up how you'd want it to be, I mean, well, you, A, you've learned something, and B, remember, you don't actually have to release it and you can get someone else in that can do it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's literally it, what it comes back to is, uh, you know, trying to do as much, I think, as a band in-house as you can without sacrificing on quality. And if you feel that you're getting to a point where, you you know, you would be sacrificing that quality, then that's when you look to maybe outsource. But you don't start off from that point. And I think a lot of people sometimes fall into that trap. I know I have in the past of, uh, you know, of thinking, right, well, you know, if I hand this over to somebody else, then, you know, that's that's the way to go about it. But A, obviously it costs a lot of money and B, you're not actually learning anything by doing that. So it's yeah it's survive if you can do it thrive. that's that's the yeah, main that's the, that's the main that's the main premise we're getting around here there you survive go survive and thrive that's a good one i like i like that a lot so there was something i was thinking about as i was getting ready for this interview um and i i mean i guess this could point towards bobby since he's the vocalist but honestly this is for for danny and luke as well why do you and and maybe you've been asked this before but why do you think it is like most of the time when british people sing like you their accent like magically goes away and you can't even tell like that they're british now bobby i'm not saying I, like I can hear your accent still a little bit in your singing, but like there's a lot of there, there's a a lot of other uh, British accented singers where it's like it goes away, and when they sing, and I'm I was just always curious, like why do you think that is? <laughs> like, I'd love to um, chime in, chime in as well. Um, just real quick. No, all of you can but, chime in on, on your your thoughts on that, please. But from my perspective, it's like I grew up listening to a hell of a lot of Blink, for example, um, you know, and, and obviously they are American. Um, and also all the bands that were on MTV. So you had, you know, Good Charlotte, Sum 41. And I think there's no doubt about it that if you listen to that, you do sort of towards the beginning anyway, you kind of emulate those bands for a while until you sort of hone and find your own sound. Um, but I think that by the time that you have done that, some of that kind of the accent, shall we say, kind of sticks around with you and stays. It's not that you're doing it on purpose or anything. It's just that it's kind of, it's grown with you. Um, and I think you've got bands like Lower Than Atlantis, for example, um, who obviously they they sound extremely English, but uh, I dare say that you know, either they listen to a lot of bands who are very similar to them when they were starting out. Um, and that's why, or, you know, they're really trying to go out of their way to, to sound, to have that specific sound, or at least that's my perspective. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like you, whatever you listen to, you're pretty much going to like learn a lot from them. But the best thing I can suggest to like other vocalists is that, um, don't stress yourself. Like, don't try to put on anything that you can't do or that is hard to do or you're not comfortable with. Like, um, 
you know, basically they sing with Scottish because they're Scottish and that's that's them. Um, but like, don't try really put on American accent if you can't do it or you struggle to do it. When, you know, if like, that's the way it is. I mean, when I first started doing vocals full time, you know, with a few too many, I tried to put a bit more aggression into my voice because I knew that I wanted to have a little bit more of a knuckle puck sound. But then as it kind of went on, I kind of realized, oh no, I, that doesn't suit me. I have, I have my own voice. I have my own thing I can do. So I just played with that. And I mean, everyone says I have a really strong voice and like I listen to other vocalists and I think that I'm not that great. But then people just tell me, oh, you're, you know, you're really, really good. You got, you know, you've got a really good set of lungs there sort of thing. And I guess when it comes down to it, I know that I can sing, but I like to entertain more. <laughs> and um, when it comes down to it as well, um, just don't be afraid to just be you and practice, you know? Like, mm-hmm. even if it's on your car ride home or in the shower or whatever, you know, try sing different ways as well for other, you know, to suggest to other vocalists. Like, don't try just do you. Try do something else as well because it's healthy. It's healthy to mm-hmm. learn to scream and to wreck your voice and stuff like that. I mean, Luke can scream. I can't scream. I shout, you know? <laughs> I think it's just don't – just remember that it takes time as well. Um, I mean, I'm still – very 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 early on in shall we say my vocal career um <laughs> i've had to learn loads over sort of the last few years but i still don't think i'm at a point where i can say yes i've found my voice so to speak or i specifically like this sound so i'm going to try and do that i'm i know i'm still all over the place and it's going to take time and i think you just need to give it that time to find something that you're happy with don't try and rush something that as bobby said you're uncomfortable with or that's causing you physical pain because then you got you are going to wreck your voice and then you won't be singing or screaming at all (laughs) no no you definitely won't be and the the other thing is that your voice changes throughout the years you know like you might be able to hit higher notes now but let's say 10 or 20 years goes by you might not be able to you know, yeah. so I've I've heard several different interviews from uh, vocalists of all genres um, that talk about it's hard for them to sing their hits from when they were in their 20s and they're now in their 50s and they can't. It's harder to hit those high notes or they just can't yeah. hit them. And, you know, they transpose or whatever it is that they have to do to the song to make it work you know when it comes to performing it live so i mean your voice will change yeah as you say your voice will change through the years just i what i suggest to other people is don't do something on a record that you can't do live yeah or like if if you you know everyone's going to struggle differently live you might not be able to do it live anyway but like if you can't do it to a sense that it sounds like the song then don't do it you know don't don't go don't go for that really high note if you get onto stage and then suddenly i can only just hit it you know yeah yeah and if you've had to struggle to get it onto the record then like you say just imagine 20 years down the line you're really going to be struggling at that point <laughs> yes yes and i feel like the only people that can really get away with stuff like that are the people at the top tiers you know the yeah. ones that are really 
<clears throat> really high up there in the totem pole. Those are the only ones that can really get away with stuff like that. Because <laughs> they can pull it off in a live show through technology or what have you. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean hey, yeah. like, pop stars, you know, like, they have great, you know, there's some of them that have great lungs, you know, really yes. good voices. Yes. And, but it's because they practice and they're, you know, they've got a lot of help behind them and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's you know all the help that they get so you know when it comes to listening to vocals i you know if, if it's a genre i don't necessarily like i'll still listen to it just to listen to the vocals just to learn something like learn how they do it learn from them you know are they going to be able to do it you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think whatever stage you're at you can always learn something new and that's the other thing that's for sure yeah never stop learning right yeah <laughs> Um, so we're getting close to time, so I don't know um, wh- what you guys want to talk about last, because, I mean, there's always a ton of stuff to talk about. I mean, I I, I was going to mention, like, in the beginning, didn't say congratulations about, you know, Lost Music Collective and, and getting signed with, with Vinny and Eric of... Uh, Lost Music, and I'm, I'm super happy for you guys. I think I think that's a, the, a perfect fit, and um, I'm just, I'm happy to to see that you guys are working together. It's a great partnership. Like they're just, I mean, we put a video out when we signed with them to kind of give a little bit of intro to us. And what I said is really, really true. We've been friends, you know, we're really good friends and, you know, we've been a DIY band and they're just happy, you know, we still want to be us and they're happy for us to just be us and just get on with what we're still doing now. So and what we're doing they now is same. going somewhere. So, you know. Yeah, they have the same vision as us. Um, and that was very apparent when we all you know, sat down together and talked. And that's really what it comes back to. You know, they they recognized, obviously, the, you know, the DIY hustle that we put in over time. Um, and then they, you know, were able to suggest how they could contribute to that. So we're all a team, which is exactly, you know, the, the kind of thing that we wanted. Um, and obviously, it's a crazy full circle moment as well because uh you know like for me personally uh, i used to listen to less than jake and uh you know many of the bands that vinnie signed on the school bus so <laughs> you know this is a crazy crazy moment yeah right i know it um i i would be right there with you i'm i'm a huge less than jake fan and um getting to um like, I mean, you know, I've talked to Vinny, you know, two times now on the podcast, getting to do that's been incredible. But now, like, getting to talk to bands that are on his label is just so cool. You know, even that is like, yeah. wow, this is awesome um, that um, someone that I looked up to as as a kid and, and still do is connected with these these great extremely talented younger bands and and helping them out and you know i get to have a small part in that it's just such a cool thing so yeah yeah he's a great guy and so is eric i mean yeah eric eric's been with us for a while now um and you know they're just so open and happy to give us the advice and that's what we needed like we needed the advice we need that little extra help that little extra kick um, to push us over, you know, the edge, and we're so That's happy to important. be with them. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the you know, it's the best possible partnership that we could have asked for. So, oh, good. great, congratulations, guys! 
Thank you. And then I guess the other thing we can say, just so I'm like as a finishing memento, is yes, we we're gonna bring out an EP this year. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> Yay! <laughs> yeah. Well, well, first, uh, well, first, what history is coming out in March? Yeah, that'll be the first single drop through the label, and um, then so that's coming out. obviously, um, EP will be out later this year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. But it will be coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fine. You, you got to keep everyone at the edge of their seats. Like, when is it coming? When is it coming? You know, like if a little dog. Date, if I had a date now, I'd be like, it's this date. But, you know, but like, because I'm just excited. Oh, I'm so excited to get everyone to hear this EP. Right. It's the best yeah. stuff we've ever done as a collective and as musicians. It's just. We're so proud of what we've accomplished and we're so proud yeah. that Lost are going to help us release it. So just everyone listening, keep your ears and eyes out for the EP, which is currently, we can't give away the name of, but it <laughs> does have a name. It does have a name. <laughs> the EP yeah, that it. cannot be named. Exactly. That's the name. <laughs> it's got a good name. It's got a good name, but we can't give away the name. I feel like that should be the name of the EP, the EP <laughs> that cannot be named. That's you yeah. know, like the whole Harry Potter reference there. Well, yeah. and it should be like a Dulex album, you know. <laughs> two two CDs. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you could do that. Two a two disc set. Oh gosh. The album that can't be named. The greatest hits album that can't be named. You could keep it going. Just there, yeah, on just and on every and on. yeah. Yeah, just keep it going. Just the keep DVD it going. that couldn't be named. <laughs> I feel like that would be great if you were like a Harry Potter themed band, which they yeah. those types of bands exist, but like that would be like perfect. Like every single release is like yeah, the EP that cannot be named, the DVD that, you know, just keep Well, going. there you go. Anyone who's listening to this who's a Harry Potter fan <laughs> and wants to stop a Harry Potter theme band, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I'll take my uh, my share of the, the royalties, please. You do, <laughs> you do realize, you do realize, and I'm, I might surprise you with this, there's a whole genre full of bands, like who are specifically bands about Doctor Who. I mean, I'm not shocked by that. I guess I've never, I, I didn't really think about it until you brought it up just because I've never been like a huge Doctor Who fan, you know, um, but I I absolutely believe it because I mean, people are just, are just kind of like Harry Potter or, you know, Star Wars or. Yeah, like happy, like happy for him but it's just when i got yeah. to that part i was like oh, i'm on the weird part of the internet again <laughs> yeah it's true like no it's true like there's the um there's also a, a band that um is compromised of uh ned flanders from the simpsons yes oh, i've seen them live they're pretty great have you I'm seen so them live they're amazing they're called Oakley Doakley. Oakley Doakley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, that would be pretty incredible to see, see live. And then there was at one point, I don't know if they're still around. I'm trying to remember their name, but there was a, a, a Star Wars band as well. Um, Galactic Ooh. Empire or something mm -hmm. along those lines. And I... I um, yeah, something, something like you're, that. I don't know. Gonna, you're, you're setting off. You're setting off the nerd down there. You're setting him off. <laughs> I'm setting him off. Probably, they're probably. Oh, setting off Danny. Is that what you're saying or Luke? No, Luke, Luke, no. Luke, Luke. Before this interview, he was playing Star Wars. I saw it on Discord. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm a huge. 
<laughs> hey man, I love Star Wars too. So, um, there is a band called Galactic Empire. Okay, I think that's the one. Um, I, I know they've, I actually, one of my friends, um, his band pl- opened for them when they played in Chicago. So, you know, I, but that, that's been probably four years ago. That's, that's been a while. So I wasn't sure if they were still I around. Do they play the Star Wars theme before they come out on stage? I don't know what they, they play, play, but I just know like it's, they're supposed to be pretty, you know, wild. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but uh, do some YouTubing for them. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say because I've I've definitely watched some of their YouTube videos. It's just just been a hot minute. I think I'm gonna have to uh, hit up YouTube after this and go watch them. But um, but yeah. So Luke, uh, Bobby, and Danny, it, it's been great meeting you, and I'm so uh, glad we could finally sit down and talk. And um, really looking forward to the EP when uh, whenever that's released. And uh, you know, obviously. Um, history when that's officially released as well, um, the new single. But any anything else before you guys go? Um, hello, Luke's mum. Hello, Danny's mum. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mum. <laughs> Hi, mum. I'm on uh, a podcast. Very much this on. We really enjoyed it, and um, yeah, as soon as we talk about more things, um then we can start releasing things then we will <laughs> yeah yeah i i i feel like this is like i always say this almost at the end of every podcast but literally you're welcome back anytime so and i do thank mean you. it so thank you yeah you're welcome thank you. yeah Bye. probably when uh, the ep comes out i'm sure that's when you'll be back on yeah so <laughs> all right guys well you have uh have a wonderful night thanks for staying up late i know it's uh getting what it's almost 10 o'clock where you're at right or is it almost 11 it's just about 10 okay so yeah so thanks for i maybe you're normally up at that time i don't know for me that's late but that's because i'm an early bird so i'm an insomniac so (laughs) morning okay all right well Uh, after uh, this interview ends i'm just gonna like lie back in my chair and i'll be gone in 20 seconds (laughs) and you'll be out yeah (laughs) <laughs> just like that <laughs> alright guys well I will uh, <clears throat> hopefully talk to you soon yep, thank, yeah, you. thank you All right, thank you for having us of course yep you guys take care yep yeah. see ya okay. see ya Special thank you again to Bobby, Danny, and Luke of A Few Too Many for being on the podcast today. Their new single, History, drops Friday, March 5th via Lost Music Collective. You can find them on Facebook at A Few Too Many, Instagram at A Few Too Many Official, and Twitter is at A Few Too Many UK. And this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza has been sponsored by the Dave Gomez Charity Compilation featuring Tim Rogner of Alistair, Guardrail, Till Morning, and several others. All proceeds from the comp will go directly to Chicago pop punk musician Dave Gomez, who is currently battling cancer, and he needs our help paying for some of the costs of that. So pre-order the comp today 
at davegomezbenefitcomp.bandcamp.com. And if your band, business, or event would like to sponsor an episode of the podcast, you can find out all the details at poppunkpizzapod.com forward slash sponsor. I'm Jacques Lamore. That does it for this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza today. Thank you so much for giving me a chance to spend time with you again. If you haven't already, you can catch up on previous episodes at poppunkpizzapod.com or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Hit that subscribe button as well and drop a positive rating and review for me. It costs nothing but just a little bit of your time. And make sure you sign up for our email list as well by going to poppunkpizzapod.com. And you can also find our merch there. You can also contact me about submitting your band's music to be played on the podcast or, you know, pitch uh, to be a guest on the podcast as well. All that stuff is at poppunkpizzapod.com. If you want to hit us up on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at poppunkpizzapod. And uh, thank you in advance for all the follows. Now, next time we talk with one another is uh, going to be this Tuesday, March 2nd with Fat Mike of No Effects. Their new record single album is officially going to be out tomorrow, which is Friday, February 26th via Fat Records, of course. And, uh, you know, Mike, uh, Fat Mike is literally the most iconic person we've had on the podcast. And I was uh, truly honored and grateful to uh, have had the opportunity. So thank you to Melanie KPR for setting this up and i really hope you enjoy this episode the the biggest thing obviously mike and i talk about is the new record dropping but we also dive into other topics like cross-dressing for example and you know bdsm yeah all the fun stuff (laughs) and he does answer some of your fan questions as well so uh that's what we have to look forward to in uh, the beginning of march have a great weekend and i will talk to you on tuesday march 2nd hey hello it's nice to meet you hey come in and have a slice of pizza hey hello it's nice to meet